Welcome to Hits Different, a Taylor Swift podcast. I'm Molly. I'm Ryan. And today we... <laughs> Sorry, it's just so funny because you pause for so long before you say I'm I tried Ryan. to do it quick that time. I was like, because Alex never edits it. And then I'm like, can you please shorten the pause? It's like, waiting, waiting. I'm Ryan. Oh, man. I like the dramatic effect. It's been a couple of weeks since our last episode. We took a little holiday break, but we're ready to catch back up. There were a lot of headlines while we were away, including the tragic loss of a fan named Ana on night one of the Eras tour in Brazil. Our hearts go out to Ana's family and friends. We're thinking of them and sending them all of our love and support. And with that context, all the other topics that we have for the podcast today seem pretty trivial. But part of the reason that we love talking about Taylor is because of the fun and positivity that she brings into the world and provides a form of escapism from those harder topics. So to lighten things up today, we will, of course, take a trip down Clownelia Street to talk about the reputation announcement that didn't happen. We've got some Tavis content, so Karma is my boyfriend is coming back. But before we get to any of that... It's time for our Spotify wrapped and Apple Music replay because I'm an Apple Music girly. It's pretty funny to me that they always do this like in November. It's like, what if I want to listen to more stuff in December to change my statistics? Maybe there's like some kind of facts or something that no new music, not a lot of music comes out in December, I guess. They know what they're doing. I feel like my statistics are about to change, and that is because Taylor was named the Spotify Global Artist of 2023. She had the biggest streaming year for any artist on Spotify in history. To celebrate, she decided to release You're Losing Me on streaming. I can finally listen to it. Wait. You still haven't listened to it? Well, I've, like, heard it in parts. And then, you know, y'all had sent me those links forever ago, and then I just, like, forgot because I was too lazy to, like, go back. I mean, I've, like, heard it. Okay. We're going to need to pause. (laughs) Play it for Ryan. You're losing me. It is essential that it's fresh in your mind for what we're about to talk about. Oh, boy. Okay, we legitimately paused the podcast and listened to You're Losing Me. Stop. Me. This morning at like 8.30, she tweeted it, and I listened to it like 20 times between like getting ready and driving to work, um, and uh, it's just so good. It became Did the it number one song numbers? on iTunes. No, I'm, I'm saying I think it would if they didn't already like calculate oh, my yeah. Apple replay. I don't know if they're going to refactor it. No. What a great gift, though. Thank you, Taylor. This is like the one song that wasn't on streaming yet. Remember we thought she never would release it? We're like, ah, it's probably going to stay on that. Where was it? On the vinyl? CD? It was on a a special CD that was only handed out at certain. No, it was only handed out at certain Eras Tour shows, starting with MetLife. Oh, dang. I think it actually did end up going on the website, like the CD to be for sale. um, And... The single was available on the website. Anyway, I right, it was right after Gillette. Yeah, the the big news that has happened 
that has caused the internet to go into a tailspin in the last hour before we started recording this podcast is that Jack Antonoff posted to his Instagram story the following. It's a photo of Taylor standing in a, a kitchen. And the text on the photo is, you're losing me is out today. A very special track from the midnight sessions that's finally streaming, written and recorded at home on 12-5-2021 after Taylor ate these raisins. It's a picture of her eating raisins. I was like, are the raisins a metaphor? No. We finally get the timeline of you're losing me. December 5th, 2021. Midnight's wasn't released until October of 2022. And we didn't find out that she and Joe broke up until, what, March? End of March, beginning of April 2023. I mean... She wrote it almost two, pretty much two years ago. They weren't broken up, though. That's got to be the assumption. I mean, she's literally singing about, like we're about to break up like he probably didn't know about the song you mean she was Joe? Out here yeah he she was probably out there recording it while they were together and was like yeah jack probably gonna dump this guy but let me make a song first and see if you know he gets his shit together and we might not break up but like probably you know you think i think they were definitely like, still together on midnights is because she was like uh i guess we got back together or i guess like things things looked brighter for a period or just time. like maybe they weren't officially broken up when like it was about like i imagine for those kind of things you probably have to submit your songs and stuff like months before who knows right like the timeline it's like okay if october is the release you have to lock in your album by whatever date Joe must have really pissed her off. Then what? She went and ate some raisins and was like, you know what? I'm going to go write a song about my boyfriend. Now raisins are going to be a thing. People are going to be out there buying raisins off this shit. <laughs> hey, thinking about breaking up with your boyfriend? Thinking about dumping your boyfriend? Go to the store and get some raisins and chew on it for a little bit and see what <laughs> happens. It might bring some clarity. <laughs> what kind of raisins were they? We need to know. I zoomed in. I couldn't really tell. She see, looks, she looks kind of sad, and I was just looking for context of, of the kitchen. Sad. I'm like, this is Jack's photo. kitchen. Here, she looks sad. I mean, she's eating a pile of raisins. That, that is a sad photo, even without the context. You're like, are you okay? Why did you pour the raisins out onto the table, and now you're eating them sadly, probably one by one, and you're just like, you know what? But everyone's like, Jack Antonoff is that guy who, once you finally break up with your boyfriend, is like, finally, I hated him for so long. Oh because when You're Losing Me dropped over the summer, people were like, whoa, all right, we finally, was this really a vault track? Like, was this really written at the same time as Midnight's and like Sweet Nothing or Glitch? Like, she definitely just wrote this recently and then like slapped it onto a CD to, to kind of tell the world her version of the breakup. But yeah. Jack came out here. He woke up and chose violence today. He's like, I think she approved that um, and was like, hey, I'm about to like expose produced. you. She had to have approved it. Jack Antonoff, Joe Alwyn, You're Losing Me, and Taylor Swift are all trending on Twitter right now. People are. I didn't get the notification. I'm very disappointed in my phone and what it's feeding. You didn't get the notification because she didn't tweet it. He he posted to his Instagram story. 
true, but usually anytime someone speaks about Taylor, it's like, hey, um, <laughs> but clearly I'm not in that deep because I got nothing, man. It's, well, I also told you not to look at your phone until we recorded, so. I would have had a deep dive. No, um, if you open, if you open like Twitter right now, I bet you, you will see it. Like, um, what was the purpose of, the, of exposing the date outside of just like, yeah, like choosing violence, like, like dragging Joe? God. That's what I'm saying. He did was, he do like, something? We don't have to protect this guy. Oh anymore. my god! Did Joe she do something recently? <laughs> did Joe do something within the last week? And that's why she's like, you know what? You guys have been asking for this. Let's drop the song. Oh, and also let's just expose when I actually either dumped your ass or was heavily thinking about it. I mean, you can't listen to that song. You can't write that song and produce that song and record that song and think that there is hope in your relationship. I know. Like, you're going to go back home to your boyfriend after that? I don't think so. Like, how can you say that you love someone you can't tell is dying? But then, like, the biggest thing at the end when she talks about, like, unless you're choosing me, it's like the fact that, I mean... It's been implied, but, like, that Joe, like, wasn't actively choosing her at some point is, like, crazy. Yeah, she says, um, I know my pain is such an imposition. Mm. Woof. Sheesh. My favorite part is that at the end, when she's, like, stop, you're losing me. I can't find a pulse. My heart won't start anymore for you and like throughout the whole song there's like a heartbeat in the background and then the last couple like the last couple of words the heartbeat stops like the relationship has flatlined dang yikes i mean impressive if she was able to keep that under wraps for over a year like how would no one have exposed that they broke up that that would blow my mind if that was true well when she was promoting midnights she definitely referred to him him as like her partner when she was doing some of those and like, she promos started the things. eras tour with invisible string yeah so it's like and then the news came out that they broke up like very shortly after and so it's like i yeah. think they were together and i think she like it was like a threat it was like a hey i feel like shit and you know because you know taylor i feel like she's a diehard for her relationship so it's like she didn't want it to be over and that's just how she was feeling and then she probably just like wrote it out for over a year long. and was like, I'm dropping an album. I can't deal with a breakup right now. So let's <laughs> just like do what's easiest. Um, I will channel that in the next album. But we've already got this like p- package. Like, yeah. Dang. It just it's just wild because it really I I really thought it was written maybe around the Midnight's release or sometime after, and she was just calling it a Midnight's Ball track. But (laughs) Jack said, let there be no confusion. I'm putting a timestamp on this for you guys. That's also kind of implying... It's kind of implying that she had already finished the album by then. Mm -hmm. Or if she hadn't, it's like, are you really telling me you're going to make... You're losing me and then go back and make... um, Like, I don't know, what's like her cutest song on Midnight's? I mean, it's probably... I mean, well, it's funny. Some people say sweet nothing. Like, that's the first thing that comes oh, to yeah. my mind is, like, I'll just keep coming home to your sweet nothings. But some people have pointed out that that song is actually, like, saying the relationship is pretty mundane. Like, on the way home, I wrote a poem. 
you say what a mind this happens all the time <laughs> meanwhile travis is out here like she's a genius <sighs> and joe yeah, is I mean, like, joe, oh, that's cute you wrote a poem yeah. joe is pretty boring so we knew that but um obviously like mm. lavender haze i don't know like at for when you first hear it it sounds to me like a bit of a love song like i just want to stay in this lavender haze i don't care yeah. what people are saying about me but when you think about it and you peel back the layers it's like you don't really read into my melancholy uh, uh. and it's like wait did he just like not get her at all probably not she was too distracted by how cute he was and his British accent and was like, this is fine. And she probably for a while was like, you know, enjoyed that he was so, I don't know, unimpressive because then she could just be the star and he can just like tag along and there's no competition there. It's like, treat me well and like, don't talk shit about me to the media. And, you know, obviously he was probably good in bed. I mean, some songs that came out indicated so. They didn't have a bad time all those years, so... Uh, oh, my other like favorite lines. The um, I'm getting tired even for a phoenix always rising from the ashes. It's like, damn, yes. And uh, I gave you all my best me's, my endless empathy, and all I did was bleed while I tried to be your bravest soldier. Like, ugh. there's just so much imagery too, because that kind of relates back to like the Great War, and now. The timeline of their relationship, again, is just now it's all open for speculation because it's like the in the Great War, if you listen to that, you think, well, dude, what happened? Like maybe it was ego swinging. Maybe it was her flashes of the battle come back to me in a blur. So like something happened, but then they like resolve it because you think they survived the Great War. But then they didn't. I mean, I just always assumed it was about like Kim and all of that drama it was like just him being there through those years which he was and like them coming out stronger on the other side of it being like dang like you were my like support through all of that but yeah but if you listen to it again now you'll see some like threads of potential cheating suspicions like interwoven in the song now i'm wondering if know. they broke up and got back together honestly if she wrote you're losing yeah. me two years ago yeah, you're right. She was like, hey, guys, I'm done touring for like a minute. So just chew on this. Um, you can't count the numbers about rep and numerology anymore. Shut the fuck up. Here. Welcome to Spotify and streaming platforms. You're losing me. If I ever go through a breakup, I can add that to the top of my list. Or I'll just be dramatic and listen to it before the breakup and be like, I'm really thinking about doing this. Mm. That was like tolerate it for me before. It's like, a, I'll do it. You watch. Believe me, I can do it. Oh, God. oh I've been spending my it's time. It's all in my head. Tell me now. I spent a very emo night like a week or so ago learning uh, part of tolerate it on the keyboard. And it was a vibe. I know. Who learns that? But it like kept popping up on my For You page and this beautiful pianist like it's like hey did you ever want to learn like how to play tolerate it it's like no but now i do and then yeah i just like yeah played it for a minute just vibing out in my feelings and i was like oh i don't think this is healthy i should turn this off how many times can you listen to this song 
but yeah. So. Tolerated's always been one of your like top songs though. So I'm not that surprised. It makes sense that you would like get in your feelings and play keyboards. I'm like playing it. Like I only learned like a few like notes and I'm just sitting there like, yeah, with my pedal just going at it. (laughs) Your neighbor's probably like, she good down there? Oh my God. So that same night, it was over a two hour span. I had my AirPods in and I was literally just dancing around the kitchen, um, singing to Taylor Swift, but you couldn't hear her because I just had my AirPods in and, the neighbor's girlfriend was here and I'm like, she can definitely hear me singing. And then I just start playing tolerate it for like an hour. And she's probably like, is that girl? Okay. Like downstairs, like, is she all right? And I was like, if she's a Swifty, this would be an amazing experience. Cause you would just be up there being like, dang, she's going through it. She started really up. Like, I think I started like, Oh, I was like going off on speak now and just, you know, all the, the whatever. And somehow I dropped all the way down to tolerate it. And uh, that's where I ended the Taylor Swift two hour. That's a roller coaster. <laughs> it was. It really was. I yeah. put on um, Evermore for the first time in a while because it snowed. And so it's Evermore season, baby. I was holding on to 1989 for as long as possible, no. trying to ride that wave. But it is winter Evermore season. And I'm listening and Tolerate It is so one of those songs that as Taylor says, I want you to think about these songs and the memories we make tonight. Like when you see the Eras tour tolerated is forever changed. The performance Mm -hmm. is just so epic. So as it is, as I was listening to evermore, I'm just like, tis the damn season and tolerate it. And Marjorie champagne problems, the song she sings on the Eras tour, they all just like popped off the album for me this time. Oh, not to deviate, but also just to quickly touch upon uh, how stoked were you when you saw that she was adding back those songs for the Eras uh, movie, like, release? Like, The Archer. Oh, yeah. But then not Tis the Damn Season, and I was like, are you serious? Well, they didn't sing Tis the Damn Season the nights they recorded. No, but, but what she's jipping... Okay, so she posted, you know, that for her birthday present to us, which I just think is hilarious that she, it's her birthday. So she gives us a present that the movie's going to be available on demand for rent. And she specifically said the archer long live and wildest dreams will be in it. So where the fuck is guardian? Wait, why am I forgetting that she performs cardigan? Why am I forgetting that? What? Because it was cut from the movie and you saw the movie recently. It's at the end of the folklore set. Oh. And she cut it out of the movie. Dang. And she's not bringing it back. Why? Too Joe, too Joe heavy? Cardigan? Joe leaning? Cardigan's part of the Betty August James love triangle. She was the old cardigan that he put on. I don't know. I realize it had like parallels to their relationship, but now Travis can be the cardigan. Bring it back. <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing. But yeah, Tis the Damn Season makes sense. She didn't record it, but still. And then everyone was getting really mad that she was charging X amount of money to like rent it because you could rent it to stream or something. And they're like, she's charging $20. And people were like, that's how much it costs to go to the movies. And like, also, that's how it costs to rent literally every other movie ever. And people were like, mad that she's not like fronting it for free. And like, that's not how that works. 
Well, I guess in the past, you know, she's released things to streaming platforms. And so as long as you have that service, you can stream it. Like the Reputation Tour was on Netflix, True. Miss Americana on Netflix, and then Long Pond Sessions on Disney+. Plus. But yeah, this is like, because it was a theatrical movie release, it's handled differently. It's not a direct to a streaming platform. It's going to be available on demand. So you can buy it from like, you know, uh, Amazon or like Prime Video or iTunes or whatever. Like that's how you're going to be able to rent it on demand. Do we think it's obviously going to be available to streaming? Yeah, you can only rent it, right? Like when it comes out on December 13th, you can only rent it according to the way she she Mm. phrased the post. But that's that is again that's typical. Like right now, Barbie is available to rent only for like twenty five dollars, and then eventually, after the contractual amount of time passes, people will be able to buy it and own it. Or she'll just release it on yeah a streaming platform, which makes more sense too. Yeah, depending like Netflix, on what like the Netflix rights is deal big is. Carrier, like yeah, Disney Plus or whatever. But yeah. I am bummed that it is only available for rent because I got so excited and now I'm like, how many times am I going to freaking rent this movie before I can own it? How much money am I going to spend doing that? Because my birthday is around the same time as Taylor's birthday and I'm going to be spending it alone because my husband's going to be out of town for 12 days. So you just know I'm going to be sitting re-renting the heiress to her film. Break free and leave us in ruins. <laughs> Took the stagger into me and removed it. Don't worry, I'll teach you how to play it on the keyboard. We'll be great. We'll just be vibing out together. By the, by the next time you see me, I'm going to have all of the choreography memorized and be able to perform it for you in full because this will have been released while I was home alone. If you think I didn't already know the choreography, it will be leveled up. Cannot wait. TikTok content. Let's go. (laughs) All right. So Taylor is giving us the gift of the Eras Tour film on demand. She gave us your Losing Me on streaming. That brings us back to Spotify Wrapped and Apple Replay. So, you know, I'm more of an Apple girl myself, but you're a Spotify girly. Yes. So I think we got ours like a day earlier. So I've actually already looked at my Apple replay and it's kind of unsurprising. It, w- it wasn't even exciting. <laughs> it was like, yep. That's what I was saying. Yep. And you were like, oh no, there were a few like twists and turns. I was like, who who did you listen to outside of Taylor? That's No, 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 no. I thought, I thought yours will have like more uh, variety. Than oh, mine. for sure. All right, so on my Apple Music replay, I listened to 17,768 minutes of music. And uh, out of 92 artists, one stood out. I wonder which one. You listen to 92 artists? I know. Isn't that shocking? Yeah. Who? I feel like I must be an accident. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes All I of the Taylor collabs. Taylor yeah. featuring. It's like technically Kendrick Lamar is another artist. Hi, features. Yeah. <laughs> it says you played 599 songs and one was your anthem. Ryan, what do you think my anthem was? Cruel Summer. Hell yes. <laughs> your hesitation Anything. makes me so nervous. I'm like, did I get it wrong? <laughs> All right. Next. Correct. From 43 albums played, this one stayed in your rotation. 
Midnight's. It was. Ding, ding. Midnight's for 500. <laughs> Midnight's 3 a.m. edition, just to be clear. Ooh. There was one genre you came back to again and again. Pop? Yes. Okay. I was like, wait, folklore is like folk. I didn't know. Um, actually, my second category was indie pop. <laughs> okay. Because it's like yeah. folklore and bleachers. <laughs> mm. Oh, I'm such a basic bitch. <laughs> uh, so that's as in depth, really, as Apple Music replay goes. But I, I do have a. Sp- I know it, it's it kind of stinks. Um, my other top artists were number two Griff, number three Bleachers. Four, mm. Olivia Rodrigo, and five, time. Oh. Um, my top songs, I kind of have a bone to pick with them. I don't think it it can be correct, but one is Cruel Summer, two is Snow on the Beach, which is what I question. Three is the Lavender original or the, the um, war Lana Del Rey? It's like cutting off. I can't really tell. Um. Three is Lavender Haze, four is Maroon, five is Castles Crumbling, which I do believe because I freaking love that song. You were obsessed with that song. <laughs> Six, Electric Touch, seven, I Can See You, eight, Antihero, nine, Question, ten, Midnight Rain. Wow. Is It Over Now is at no number rep. 12. Wow. I told you I've been trying not to listen to it. You've had a whole year. This is, you've only stopped within like the last month or so. No, I have. I've been trying not to listen to the stolen versions for a long time. I just mm. got weak earlier this fall and listened to rep a lot. <laughs> mm. um, top albums: Midnight's Speak Now, Taylor's version, Lover, nineteen eighty nine, Taylor's Mer- Taylor's version, and then Midnight's The Till Dawn version, which is the one that had like the Karma remix. Um. So yeah, that's, that's. my. That's that's my uh, Apple Replay 2023, and uh, all right, time for your Spotify one, which is actually fresh information for you. So this will be fun. We are revealing it live and live and in, in color, whatever in person. Here we are. Um, I'm tapping it. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> let it play. It's fine. In the car. Oh my gosh, does that mean hits different as your top song? Oh my God, guys. Okay, I'm going to turn this down because we're doing a podcast. How cute. Hits Different was the first song you heard. It's the name of our podcast. (laughs) How does it know? Also, they have, whew, these graphics are fun. It's building a sandwich. Yes. All right. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Your top genres. All right, Molly. What? Come back. All right, you got to pause it. It's, it's, It's wiling out. I mean, I'm going to guess your top genre is pop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Shocking development. It was pop, modern rock, and alt-Z were my top three genres. Because, you know, I'm, I'm diverse, guys. This year, your listening took you places. Like, one place you listened a lot, listened just like you, Burlington, USA, People there are far more likely to be fans of Taylor Swift, Noah Khan, and Renee Rapp. Ooh. Noah Khan, have you heard of him? Jeez. I didn't know you listened to him. I do. I've gone down the hole, the rabbit hole. Um, 
He's a Swifty. It's approved. Dude, I his thought... collabs have been fire lately. God. Oh, yeah. He's Ooh. collabing with Gracie. Dude. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo covered his song. Okay. We don't have time to go into Noah Khan. We can save that for if there are some <laughs> Noah Khan Swifties out there. We can make a small segment for him because I got plenty to say. All right. You played 2,080 songs. That's not that many, I feel like, in the year of 2023. And there was one that really connected. Molly, what was the song that I played 60, 61 times this year, starting on January 8th? Shit. Man, this is so hard. It's like there's so many more options for it's you. not you're overthinking <laughs> it cruel summer yeah yes we have the same song how many times did you listen to it i think it was did like it 75 which seems super low honestly i feel like i listen to it every day and there's yeah. 365 days in the year so all right we're moving forward but you had room in your heart for more than one favorite mm, not me couldn't be me mm. your top songs were I'm not even going to waste your time because you'll never guess them. But top songs, Cruel Summer, Antihero, Plot okay. Twist. I did not think I listened to it that much. Number three, Question. That's cute. Um, Lavender Haze and August. Ooh. Interesting. I feel like I like went off on like Hits Different and uh, Foolish One. I guess that came in later in the year, though. Well, yeah, and Hits Different wasn't available on streaming until later in the year, right. too. Yeah. yeah. And the the girl you the girls all the girls you loved before, listen to that a ton. Mm, that did come out in March. Yeah, I guess not as much. Antihero being number two is kind of mind-blowing. Antihero is at the beginning of the album, though, so I feel like that, like, same for, I think that's why Snow on the Beach was an earlier, was a high song for me, because if I just played Midnight's, it's like, it's in the first five tracks. And Antihero is number three. My most listened day of the year was September 20th. I listened for 761 minutes that day. Am I okay? That's <laughs> how many out minutes in a day? That's was that not... when you were traveling back from the West Coast? I don't know. I was in the top 12% of listeners worldwide that day. Yeah, what was going on? Oh, I listened to 1,328 artists this year. But one came out on Whoa. top. Any guesses? Can you guess who it was? I think she's going to appear in a video and say hi to you. <laughs> she is? They, that's what happens? You're a top 2% fan, and you spent 4,107 minutes together. See, that always blows my mind, because I'm like, top two, like, on one hand, you're like, that feels pretty good. But then you're like, I don't know. I mean, there are, she has so many fans and so many people that listen to her, but maybe they just aren't as obsessed and they don't listen as much. Like, how did I end up in the top top two? Yeah, 2% is pretty good. Gunning for can, that invite to uh, some event from Spotify. It lets you say thanks to the artist. Is that what it is when it's like? Oh, yeah. I tapped on that and it's just like share this to social media. Yeah, I was like, I'm sure Taylor's going to see it. Like, old school, when you would, like, literally, I would write letters to the Backstreet Boys. It'd be like, oh, send it to this address, and, you know, they would get it. Anyway. 
I'm sorry. Really aging myself here. Can you please elaborate okay. on writing letters to the Backstreet Boys? Yeah, you could do that. It was like in a magazine. It'd be like, hey, like write a little letter to them. Just tell them what's up, you know? It's just like little Ryan out here like, hey, boys. Hey. <laughs> I know. I was like literally them? eight years old. I don't know. Probably just telling them how obsessed with them I was. You're so hot. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Top artist. Number one, obviously Taylor Swift. Peak listening month, October. Wonder why. 1989, what's up? Oh, yeah. Number two, Noah Khan. Okay, baby, we're diverse. <laughs> it's been like Ariana Grande for so long. I feel like a little bit more cultured, like having somebody more wholesome and small town. Small town. He's actually from a small town in Vermont. Um, peak listening for him was also October. October was hmm. a big month. Coming at number three, Bo Burnham. <laughs> I love that for me. Is it just top Boys. three? Is it top five? Oh my god. Number gosh. four, we've got Labyrinth. Ooh, that's cool. May, because that's when I saw him at Coachella. And number five, Post Malone. Wow. Am I like cultured or I don't know? When you said labyrinth, I thought you meant the song. So there's that. Labyrinth. You think I'm stupid? Anyway. Uh, that's, yeah, that's not the name of the song. Oh, you were talking about Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. I get it, yeah. Oh, there she is. I can't hear it, but she looks so cute. She's like, hey, I have to record this. Why? That is the outfit she's wearing when she's doing like all of the PR. Have you noticed? Okay. Like, yes, I literally had this as a this note poor to girl. Talk they're about. like, all right, listen, we need you. Like, have you seen the Dancing with the Stars night? Yes. Okay, that is I the out. That is literally the whole. That is it. Is it the same? Okay, like, but she's she's done this like multiple times. This is I so know. funny to me. It's like a radio. I'm so thing. glad you brought it up. Yeah, okay, so we're, you know, for the listeners, we, Ryan and I both have a media background, and we know that, like, before a show is recorded, like, there's always a little bit of pre-production that happens, right? And I think it's freaking hilarious that they treat the Eras tour like, all right, you're already in your show makeup and your lover bodysuit. Let's knock out a few quick thank yous to the fans because this has been happening all year. Like anything that happens, she's just like in the lover bodysuit. But it's the I think it's the same suit. She looks the same. It's the same setup, the same everything. Like, do we think uh, it's like your classic, like when you do like when they do like the radio and they have like every radio station has like Taylor Swift being like 95.5. It's like that kind of vibe where it's like, we're just going to oh. rattle shit off and you're just going to stand here and you're going to say, thank you to the Spotify fans. Thank you for dancing with the stars. Here's all the stuff coming up. And we're just going to like bang through it in the next hour. Like that'd be hilarious. Like if she, she recorded sure the, the global Spotify thing in like June because she did, she did promo for like speak now in this, in the lover bodysuit. We need She's to like, see if it's oh, the same like suit. like seven days until Speak Now is finally mine. And it was, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it is the same bodysuit. It is, because I that's why I recognize it. It's, it's she doesn't wear that one. Or I guess that's like the most popular one, right? Like uh, I don't know. She switches it up pretty evenly. Either way, it's memorable. As soon as I saw it, I was like, wait a second. I have seen this that's before. That's so funny. I See, I was just thinking they kept filming it. 
before shows. They no. kept being like, all right, Taylor, no it's way. time. No way. She'd be time like, I'm not. <laughs> no way. It was a one yeah. and done. Oh, wow. man. That makes it even better. Uh, and then my final, whatever this even means, like card that Spotify pulled for me is that I'm a hip hypnotist. Your concentration is absolute, friend. You like to play albums all the way through from the opening track to the final note. Do they know me at all? I don't know. I'm My like, concentration wait. is good, and I listen. I do not listen through. Even Taylor That's Swift. That's me. I'm like, no. no. I listen yeah, to 100%. the albums all the way through. You're no Skip Molly. <laughs> I think what <laughs> Spotify is picking up on is that <laughs> no skips. You, you have ADD, so you're listening, and you forget... And then the album plays all the way through. Maybe that's what's happening. Does it? I don't. You like zone out know. into a task, and then you come back out, and the whole album's over. I or maybe know. you listen so much with me that it's wearing off on you. Maybe they got it wrong. Okay. Peak concentration. I'm sorry. It, it actually, my Spotify called me like a hunter, saying that I skip songs a lot, which again Whoa. I'm like bogus. But I also Did don't we, use Spotify that often. Maybe we switched. You were definitely more. We are religious. on the same account. Oh, they crossed. They crossed it. We're on a family account. Dang. All right. Well, that wraps up our <laughs> Spotify raft. <laughs> That was very informational. <laughs> I'm sure we just bored everyone out of their minds. Now <laughs> everyone like, knows a little bit more about our music taste. As if they like, didn't uh, already. Wow. What's worse? Everyone sharing their Spotify wrapped on Instagram or two people we don't know talking about it on a podcast. <laughs> we leveled up. We went beyond the story to listen to our podcast to hear what we really think about our Spotify wrapped. Now it's time for Karma is, is my, my boyfriend. boyfriend. Karma is the guy on I'm the Jeeps coming straight home to me. me. That's it. That's the segment. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to know. <laughs> so Taylor and Travis, you know, we haven't actually seen them together since our last podcast episode, but there's still stuff happening out there for us to cover because, of course, Taylor is nothing but a no. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. She's the, so infatuated with Tavis. She can't speak. Uh, I know. I love him so much. Travis, you know, he lost to the Eagles, which was a big deal. Sad, sad. After they lost to the Eagles, there's a uh, an interview with, with him in the locker room where they're asking him questions, and he's just clearly pissed. And they're like, you know, what's – what's wrong like what with the offense like what's happening he's like we need to stop turning the ball over we need to like get better on offense it starts with me and he's just like so serious and people were comparing that back to in Miss Americano when Taylor's like reputation doesn't get nominated for a Grammy and she's like I just need to make a better album so anyway we go from that last week to this week, the Chiefs get the win. Travis has a great game, and he broke a record for the Chiefs. He's the fastest tight end to 11,000 receiving yards, and he's the only player in franchise history to do it. So the Chiefs post this on Instagram to their account. And who likes it? None other than Taylor Swift. Thanks, Tay. So, <laughs> I appreciate yes. it. Did you see the... 
New Heights clip? Uh, I saw like people going off about it. Yeah, I didn't see the clip first. I just saw like his voice changed when he said that. Thanks, Tay. I appreciate it. It's like, I mean, I guess she's listening, right? Is she listening to his podcast? Because they talk about her and to her a lot. I feel like she does. She does. What am I saying? Of course she listens to it. There are theories that she's like in the room while he's recording the podcast, which I don't think are true. No. (laughs) Their schedules do not align to that. No. The theory is that she's in Kansas City this week. Um, Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But so on the New Heights podcast, Jason asked Travis, um, you know, he's ta- they're talking about the record and Travis is trying to downplay it. Um, and they show the Instagram post and Travis says, oh, yeah, thank- thanks, Tay. Thanks for like looking at the Chiefs account. And then Jason says, so um, has she always been a fan of tight end receiving yards? And Travis says, I don't know uh, if she's a fan of tight ends or not. I'll I'll have to ask her. Good question. It was just so funny. They're both just cheesing, like giggling as they're saying this. I don't know if she's a fan of tight ends or not. Jason's so prem, like primo for always throwing in Taylor stuff. Like, yeah, it's it's perfectly executed every time. He is the number one Swifty, I feel like. he's Jason is trying to get us the tea. I think he's also just trying to ride this, like, collaboration and association to the bank. He's like, people come to this podcast to hear about Taylor Swift, and we got to give them a little something, a little inside scoop. I do appreciate, I know you don't listen to the podcast, but they always acknowledge the Swifties. Like, sometimes there will be a Swifty that writes in a question that they end up answering, or they'll, like, read a tweet or something, and it'll say hashtag Swifties, and they always acknowledge, like, shout out Swifties. (laughs) Were they doing that before they were dating? Were you listening before they were dating? No, I wasn't. Mm. And I am a big sports fan, but I had, I had been pretty out on the NFL as of late. And then, you know, Taylor started dating an NFL player. So I'm all in now. Put them on the map. <laughs> I had that conversation with a girl the other day. She was talking about how um, some she was with someone and like they wanted to watch the Chiefs game this last weekend. But like we couldn't get it on our TV at work. And I was like, were you watching it for Taylor or were you watching it for other reasons and she's like one of the girls there was watching it obviously for Taylor Swift and then the other one actually just like wanted to watch the game um and like just like the Taylor Swift association like no one thought or maybe obviously some people thought she was going to be there but it was just like of course we watched the Chiefs game that's what we do so oh yeah like I knew she wasn't going to be at the Chiefs Raiders game because she had a concert that day but right. I was still watching. And actually, during what the live stream of her show that day, one of the streamers that I follow on TikTok, uh, she had the score to the Chiefs game, like, and she was updating it <laughs> during the live stream. She, like, had the graphic on there. I'm like, man, we are all so in it. <laughs> Is someone in Taylor's ear during the show, like, 10 and 0, baby? Like... <laughs> Travis scored. <laughs> he calls her like for the 30 second break between outfit changes. He's like, we won, babe. And she's like, great. I'll talk to you later. I got to go. 
I do seriously wonder about their conversations like that, like on a day like that after a game and a show, if he's like, yo, I scored a touchdown and got this many yards. And she's like, I sang, uh, it's time to go. <laughs> and they Babe, went what wild. What song did you choose? Oh my God. Taylor's dad was still wearing the Chiefs lanyard at the Eras Tour shows. Travis's mom, Donna Kelsey, went to see the Eras Tour film in theaters. With who? Herself. Just by herself. By herself? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Dang. She said she, she wanted to go and see what, all, what it was all about. I was just going to say, she's like, let me see what this is all about. And she's like, dang, <laughs> she's kind of cool. And she actually just posted on Instagram a promotion for some, like, a celebrity cruise. And the one was playing in the background. So, of course, the Swifties were all over that. Um, and in a recent interview... She said that Travis is happier than she's seen him in a long time. God bless him. He shot for the stars. <laughs> yeah. And she said something like she regretted like that one interview that everyone was like worried about where she was like, oh, Taylor's okay. And she said she like regrets it because now she's like, oh, whoops. This is more of a thing. Yeah. When that happened, it was like, wait, does she actually not like Taylor? Or was she just trying to avoid all the questions about Travis and Taylor out of respect for them? And now it seems to be the latter. Now she's like, oh, we're allowed to talk about this? All right. Cool. I do appreciate, though, that her and the whole family and and Travis and Jason, too, on the pod, it's like they're talking about the relationship and they're acknowledging it and, like, that they're happy. Um, But no, no personal details are being spilled. Yeah. We're not learning it's all very anything. Surface level. Yeah. Did you see that Kylie, uh, Jason's wife, so Travis's sister-in-law, somewhat some media tabloid posted a headline trying to twist Kylie's words because she was quoted in an interview saying, like, you know, being in front of the camera isn't really my cup of tea. She actually went to journalism school and likes being behind the camera, and so they kind of twisted it to be like oh, all the Taylor hoopla is not her cup of tea. And she went on Instagram and was like, that's not what I said. Let me be clear. Um, and then Travis went to the grocery store yesterday and uh, everyone was like, oh, Taylor sending him out for food. I mean, if they are together, then I wouldn't see her like staying home. I feel like she would love a grocery store run. She'd be like, oh, my God, you want to go to Trader Joe's? I've never done that before. She What's used like to grocery then? shop. There were pictures of her at, like, Whole Foods and stuff back in the day. Yeah, like 20 years ago. But Yeah, she can't do that now. I mean, all the fans were touting. They're like, see, we're so respectful out here in Kansas City. Like, Travis came in, and everyone left him alone, and he just, like, did his thing, and, like, people, like, spoke to him, and no one was, like, freaking out. Yeah, but um, they were all recording him because there's literally well, video yeah. footage of him checking out. No, I know. But so she should have just gone. Like, I wouldn't stay home. I'd be like, yeah, screw it. Let's go to the freaking grocery store. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Jack Antonoff's wedding? She simply went to a rehearsal dinner and entire streets got shut down. So hmm. Kansas City is a little bit more small, small town, you know. I don't know. It's not probably never been. 
All right. Well, uh, those were all my bullet points on Tavis in the last couple of weeks. Like I said, they haven't really been together much. And you seem unimpressed by this recent news. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, not a whole lot has happened with them in the last two weeks. But I was thinking about them last weekend um, when Taylor was having a hell of a time in Rio and uh, Travis lost and I was just imagining, I was like, damn, like imagine those phone calls between them being like, whew, we are, uh, yeah. And then them probably being all cute and being like, oh, I wish you were here, babe. And then she's like, I know, but the show got, you know, rescheduled and now I'm, I'm stuck here and I can't go home. And, you know, I was like, she probably has never wanted to go home more than, you know, after that weekend. And I think, didn't she stay in Brazil? Between, yeah, did she go so, home for Thanksgiving? No, because I imagine that she she obviously would have she was going to go to the game, um, the Eagles Chiefs game, and then when it got rescheduled, I just imagine that it cut maybe cut the timeline too close, and maybe she wasn't able to leave or didn't think right. it made sense to go home for like three days and then come back. There was probably just that moment where she was just like, "All right, it's not a short flight to just." pop over for three days and then come back so yeah I just imagined how awful that probably was just to like you know be by herself in that way yeah I was actually thinking about the same thing um regarding like Taylor and Travis and what their conversations might have been like kind of going through a hard time you know they they were riding such a high from the weekend before of him coming to a show and her running into his arms and kissing him in front of the world. And then the next weekend they, you know, went from a really high, high to a really low, low. Um, since we last recorded Taylor had shows in Brazil and in Rio night one, there was a record breaking heat wave and a fan named Anna ended up passing away. Um, at the state or not at the stadium actually she was transported to the hospital but taylor posted her instagram story that night acknowledging that a fan did pass away and that she was just utterly broken um up over it and wouldn't be able to address it on stage um so she ended up the next day the show got postponed because it was even hotter the following day and when she did come back on stage, she ended up playing Bigger Than the Whole Sky as one of the surprise songs, um, which obviously seemed to be in, in honor of Anna. What a way to honor someone with that song. That ended up being a rain show that night, too. It was just I know. Uh, like that. I don't know how she got through that song. Yeah. I don't know how she got through that show. Right. That weekend, like... Yeah, but the rain, I feel like, was such a, I don't know, like, talk about, like, a sign from, like, you know, heavens above. It's, like, her rain shows are already iconic for what they are, and then now you have this, and you're playing this song, and it's just, like, I can't even imagine being there and just being, like, whew, mm-hmm. in your feels. <sighs> yeah, and then she ended up inviting Anna's family to night three, the final night in Brazil in Sao Paulo, actually. So like the following weekend um, after Anna passed away and she did take pictures with the family before the show. 
I can't even imagine, like, even doing that, you know? Like, man, she's a pro. So on a different note regarding the final shows for the Ares Tour in 2023, Taylor announced that the surprise songs are all back on the table for 2024. Which, like, did she play through most of them at this point? Is that... Because she did, right? Like, people have been crossing it off. Like, yeah, like, how many does she have left? Um, I don't know the exact number, but for instance, like, The Way I Loved You from Fearless, like, she hasn't sang that yet. Some people have joked Mm -hmm. that her restarting the surprise songs is so she doesn't have to sing London Boy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I don't think she ever intended to actually sing all of her songs. She's never done that because that's insanity. And some songs just don't need to be sang. But then on the topic, she finally sang me. And I, (laughs) no offense, but I was like, you gave these poor people who have had a hellish ride of a weekend me. And so it goes. What? And but it they wasn't even. They actually seemed to love me. Like they actually sang along <sighs> really hard. I think they they they've never seen her live before. They were just like, you know what, this in another life would have sucked, but we will take. And you know what's funny is I weirdly heard some like acoustic version of me the other day that someone created, and it was a vibe. Um, and I was like, oh my god, if she ever does perform me, if she did like a sad acoustic, that would be sick. No, she did an upbeat, like a piano me would have been a banger. Wait, she still has a lot of songs left unplayed, like more than I even realized. I'm not going to read all of them, but some notable ones. Um, yeah, she loved, She has a lot from Fearless. Like Come In With The Rain, you would have thought would have been played at a rain show. Um, Don't You, Bye Bye Baby. Like she's never performed those songs at all because those are vault tracks. Uh, that's when was a vault track. We were happy. Off of Speak Now, she hasn't performed Electric Touch. So gunning really? for, um, I'm going to start trolling for a Fallout Boy collab in 2024 that they're going to come out during Surprise Song Set. She, no one needs that. People were joking that she would come out and play Foolish One. We'll get to that in our Clownelia Street segment. She hasn't played um, Foolish One yet? Mm-mm. Dang, I love Foolish One. I know. And then off of Red, like she hasn't played Babe yet. Come on. Mm. You don't like Babe? Well, that wasn't like, I mean, it was her song that she wrote for someone else and she got it back and uh, it's still it's a good okay. song though. Um, Only the Young she hasn't played. Mm. I feel like she's going to save that for like that song's the elections just sad. in the fall. No of to hear that. Only the Young? No, it's like yeah. her election song. She's saving that for for 2024 election yeah, but it's season like, sh- <laughs> like shootings and stuff and like school shootings i don't know it's too much off of folklore she hasn't sang epiphany hoax or peace no thank Evermore, you more happiness long story short closure mm. midnights you're losing me dear reader glitch in paris and then there's a lot mm. of like movie songs um that you know who knows oh and christmas tree farm come on christmas tree farm what if she's like comes out in february and she's like we can leave the christmas lights up till 
February and then start singing Christmas Tree Farm. Yeah, that would be a combo nobody asked for. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there's a lot left on the table, but now we get to clown all over again. People that are going to shows in 2024 are all going to be waiting with bated breath to see what she repeats first and what will still be safe for their show. Well, this is another perfect segue to our next and final segment. The one other song she hasn't played, I did something bad because she is saving it for when she does the, you know, the re-release show or whatever. Not like either the announcement. I think it's going to be the announcement. It's either going to be the announcement or it's going to be like she did for Speak Now where she comes back and like when she's like celebrating the album. She is saving that, like gripping onto it. I mean, so smart. What if? Holding on to and Whoever gets it, I just don't even want to think about it. And she, if what she does if? the witch, the dance, the whole thing. <laughs> the whole okay. Thing. What if? I got chills. She does both in one night like what if she comes back in february okay do we before i even go down that road do we want to address the clowning that happened on november 26th or do you want my new theories (laughs) first we have to sing our little jingle i'd never walk claudelia street again are you ready for it segment started (laughs) the final show in brazil the final show of 2023 there were a lot of Easter eggs that people, or a lot of things that people thought were Easter eggs. I don't think you and I were ever fully convinced. If anything, no. I was more convinced about the night that would have been, would have November been like 10th. six, yeah, would have been six yeah. years after Reputation had been, had originally For dropped. Sure. I was not convinced it was going to happen on November 26th, but there were a lot of clues. Okay. What was the most absurd theory that you heard over the last two weeks because I know mine so and there were a lot I missed half of them because it's one of those like white noise I had to just like tune it out because I think I was also just in denial because I'm just like selfish and I'm like y'all aren't gonna get this because I'm delusional and think that there's still some chance out there in the world that it will be saved for me and also I just as I've said before I'm just not ready for it I'm just like not ready for it um, because it's just a lot. It's too much content. There's too much. This pot is going to explode. All right. So <laughs> I had to tune it out, but I know mine. So what is yours? What was yours? All right. It's hard to choose from because a lot of these felt kind of far fetched to me. The craziest one. I guess when she, okay, it was like the night before. So the 25th. During Midnight Rain, she usually says, he never thinks of me except when I'm on TV. And she does like a wink and sticks out her tongue. And instead, Mm -hmm. she did like a head move and like a hip hop. And everyone was like, that move is from Reputation. Reputation's coming tomorrow. And I was like, what is it? So this wasn't just like the most absurd. This was the one you were sipping on too that you also believed. I was was like, maybe you're starting to convince me. Maybe this is maybe that was the equivalent of her walking out in blue on August 9th. I don't know. 
So I couldn't find the tweet or whatever platform it got fed to me on my phone. Might have been Reddit. I don't know. All I saw was like, the gist was like, guys, during the intro of rep, like during, you know, the show, I don't know which night it was. They're like, she walked, she took 112 steps. Like, whatever. Like, opposed to I don't know how many steps she normally takes and how one would even deduce that information. But they were, you know, the 112 theory. And it's like... counting her steps? She took 112 steps and, like, 26 this and that. And that all equals to next weekend or whatever it is. And I was like, I'm... I'm getting off of this side of the internet and I'm done. So I haven't seen the numeral, the numerologists were, were numer numbering. The math was not math. And, and people were like, according to this and their calculators and are like, when you add this and divide it with that, it all points to this. And I'm like, y'all are crazy. At least with 1989, like it felt so much more sensical. It's like, guys, eight, nine, the end. That's it. August the, 9th. Um, the, music video for I Can See You had like 1989 on the little bridge. Yeah, here's the thing. We, we've we reached so far into these things when Taylor is actually a very obvious Easter egger. Very obvious. Yeah, you're right. Like Sometimes I, I think she does things too that she's not doing on purpose. She just does it and then people are like, did you know? And then she's like, oh. I didn't realize that added up to 13. It's like, now you do. Right. Like in the You Need to Calm Down music video, there were a ton of Easter eggs about the rest of Lover. Like someone shoots an archer arrow. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres is getting a cruel summer tattoo. Mm. And we we didn't know what any of that meant yet because we didn't know the track list. But I'm like, that's Taylor's version of a freaking Easter egg was that cruel summer is getting tattooed on someone's arm. And you're like, oh, what's cruel summer? Right. Someone was saying something about the orange in the photo of her like recent global Spotify thing is in relation to rep. Why is the orange? Oh, I, I saw people saying that's in relation to Karma, the TS11 album that they're still convinced that we're getting, <sighs> even though there's already a song named Karma. Guys, it was a track on Midnight's The End. Mystery solved. <sighs> she literally, when she was doing the Midnight's Mayhem, she was like, and I... And this track is Karma. <laughs> and I'm like, but we still think there's a whole other album out there. No. I know. Um, okay. Some of the other things that I saw was people thought she was like counting down with the surprise songs from different eras, like counting backwards to Reputation, which I started to believe. Uh, Selena, I guess, on the day 1989 was announced, she posted a instagram photo when she was wearing blue and on sunday she was wearing black Um, i would love to be a taylor swift friend so bad just to be like "Ooh, i'm just gonna fuck with people like where's my black hoodie at i'm just gonna wear only black for the next week while people think she's gonna drop it just to be like selena's out here it's happening if i was taylor's friend people would have be thinking reputation was gonna drop like every day for the last five years because all i do is wear black and, like, she did, like, the color scheme was, like, her 1989 release. Like, that's how she trolled the day of the release. She's not going to do that again. I'm sorry, but if she comes out in black anything, it's going to be a dead giveaway. You can't just, like, flirt with, like, a black, like, long-lived dress. Like, no. So it's, like, she's going to do something different. Don't know what that is yet. Um, and it could just be more chill, like, Speak Now. It's just, like, boop, 
here's this. Like, you know, no one knew that day that that was, or they probably assumed there wasn't like a whole trolling like 1989, which. Yeah, it just smacked him across the face during the surprise songs. Um, She has, I mean, I was getting nervous because she finally, all but I did something bad. She just, she finished rep. Finally. I know. Within two weeks. And you're like, "Uh uh-oh, what is this about? Why is she? But maybe because she's starting over. Maybe that was part of it. Yeah, we didn't, like, go through every single surprise song that happened in Brazil. But, yeah, she sang So It Goes and um, Dancing With Our Hands Tied, which were, like, yeah, the last time we recorded, there were still three on the table, and now there's only one. Um, She's singing. Okay, so my, my new theory is that she's going to, she is so confident that she's going to win the Grammy for Midnight's. Hopefully, album of the year. She's gonna announce it there. And she's gonna pull like another Midnight's because she announced Midnight's at the VMAs when she won um, for like video of the year for All Too Well. And what if at the Grammys she accepts the Grammy and then says a sneak comes out. <laughs> her her dress turns into a snake. <laughs> That's really me, like, truly clowning. I don't actually think that's going to happen. But what I think no, could happen that's a is great that she, theme. I think that when she's in Tokyo, which is right after the Grammys, she could end up announcing that rep is going to drop, like, that night. So I did something bad. Like, you were saying, oh, is it going to be on the announcement night or is it going to be on, like, the release night? And I think it could be, like, the same. She could be on stage. And, like you said, she likes to switch it up. She didn't do the Speak Now announcement the same way she did in 1989. She loves to mess with us. She knows everyone. Cannot wait for rep. And what if she's just like, so uh, I did something bad. Reputation is out tonight at midnight. I could see that. Because, again, I think she doesn't really care about rep either. So I think she's just like, God, you guys are obsessed with this freaking album. And even though it's cooler to sing now about Travis, it's still not really my freaking album. And so, yeah, I think the Grammy thing is actually kind of brilliant because it's like, okay, you can go into it planning to win and worst case, just pull it back if you don't, obviously. Um, So it's like do or don't, whatever. And so if you do, it's kind of brilliant because once again, it's like chill. She doesn't really care. And it's, but it's also badass. And then it's like teeing it up perfectly to when she goes back on tour shortly after. And then does her like, here's rep or like, you know, I did something bad. Like now we're going to like, whatever. So maybe it'll be like a week away or like, Oh, like coming to you next, whatever. And it'll be like the day before, like a Thursday or whatever, before the show. That actually does make sense. Um, it's not what the Swifties want because, you know, and I just can't believe I'm like, wait, she's really going to go ghost between now and February and like people won't be able to clown. And like, what is she going to be doing? Like, but she's already proven like she can't sit still, man. It was like, oh, the Eras tour is over for 2023. And then the next day she's like, but it's coming to, to be on demand. And then like a couple days after that, here's your losing me. Like, who knows? We still never got a 1989 music video. That could pop up between now and February. True. Or any collabs. Still salty about that. One thing that we didn't address is that when she was 
going to do the surprise songs on November 26th when everyone was clowning for rep. Literally everyone. Okay, the Empire State Building, I know they clown all the time. But they posted, and then like Turning Stone, which is a casino in upstate New York, posts, Auntie Anne's post. Every all these brands like see the Empire State Building and they're like, they must know something. And then they all start posting. And it's like, all right, this is the biggest proof that nothing's happening, honestly, is that all these brands are posting about it. Anyway, Taylor gets up there to sing the surprise songs. And she says, during the rep tour, I mean, uh, Oh, you guys have gotten in my head. Stop that it. That was just like, insane. That really was an accident, though, right? Like, she accidentally said Raptor because Taylor she doesn't knows. make accidents. I, it she's was, probably just okay, like, fucking she's with a us. great actress because I really think that she was going up there th- knowing in her head, like, everyone wants me to announce this, but I'm not. And then it was like in her head, and she accidentally said Raptor. <laughs> I think it was intentional. Like, yeah. Like, what? Why are you even thinking of this? How? How does one make that mistake? Like, she makes mistakes, but they're like out of her control most of the time. Like, why she's is she slipping. thinking it's, of it? It's a costume. Talking about whatever. it. Yeah. Oh, her I do think that even were posting black hearts. Like leading up, they're they're all posting like a oh, final show with like black hearts. They're trolling us too. I mean, she's probably like, you know, like, go off, guys. I don't care. Just, like, screw with people. Selena's like, hey, do you mind if I, like, wear a black hoodie and, like, post it today? And she's like, sure. I don't care. And, you know, it's like, why not? Like, my fans love this. And I don't know. Which also makes me think, like, once those, all these re-releases are done, this won't happen anymore. Like, the trolling will be so mild. It will just be sitting around not knowing because, like, no one knows when she's going to drop an album. Like... Granted, in the beginning, like, pre-2020, we did know. It was, like, every two years, like, every fall, clockwork. But now, we have no freaking clue. Like, she's just draw, you know, like, which is great and exciting, but it's also, like, what are we going to do if we're not clowning anymore and we have all our re-releases and we're just sitting around being, like, okay. Like, and are people going to be clowning this hard for debut? Are they? Are they? Someone told me debut was their favorite album yesterday. And I was like, we were talking about it and I was like, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm just so stoked for rep and I'm sad. Cause it's like the last album I care about being re-released. And she was like, just looked at me and I was like, you, you like debut. She's like, yeah, it's my favorite album. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I can't relate to that. I don't think it's Taylor's cause she didn't even give it an era, but you know, get you on the secret song. She'll- over Thanksgiving, we were with a family member whose younger kid has been listening to Taylor. So, of course, naturally, I embraced that. And we were listening to a lot of Taylor. But her mom, my cousin, was like, you know, I just, she's just not my tea. And I'm like, that's because you're listening to debut. Yikes. Like, it's like watching, I, I've never really watched Star Wars and I'm not a Star Wars fan. But I made that mistake. I was like, I'm just going to start from the beginning. And like. But, like, the true beginning, like, not the correct order, you know? Like, what is it? Like, episode one. And, like, that's not the order you're supposed to because that's not how it came out. And I didn't know. And I was like, I don't know. Let me just start from the beginning. And people were like, you are never going to watch this. And I was like, you're not wrong. I watched it and I was like, this is terrible. Watch four, five, six, and then one, two, three. I know. I know. But I was just like, I don't know. Like, why? Like, isn't it cool? Now they're all out. Now you can start from the beginning. And so, yeah, imagine being like, hey, you should listen to Taylor Swift. You've never heard her before. 
um, just pop in debut and just really settle into high school and vibe to teardrops on my guitar. And it's like, you'd be so out like halfway through the album. You'd be like, I can't relate to this at all. And then it's like, oh, don't worry. Many, many, many albums later, she starts talking about divorce. And then you're like, okay, this is for me. About 17 years. (laughs) Yeah. You just got to wait like 17 years worth of music and then you'll get to divorce and a lot of other tragic life things. Also, last thing. But that is what makes her so such like a global icon is that like now my little cousin who's 12 is listening to debut because that's where she's at in her life. True. She's not going to be vibing to folklore. I had one last thought because I just realized this, but I was out the other night and one of my friends was like, I guess he, he prefaced with, he's not a Swifty, like not in a bad way, just like not. And he was like, what do you think about the Eras tour? Like, that was his question. And I was like, what do you mean? And I was like, what kind of broad question is that? I was like, which part? And he was like, I don't know, just like the whole thing. And like, he literally knew nothing. All he knew was that it's obviously a spectacle and the people were talking about it. He didn't know. He was like, yeah, it's it's a tour for like her latest album, right? Oh, my God. I was like, no, it's... It's it's the it's all of her albums actually all all ten of them um that's why it's called the Eras Tour and then but then he was like oh no way and then it was like kind of fun because he literally didn't know because he clearly lives under a rock um or I don't know I mean good for him uh, he also listens to metal he's in a metal band so maybe you know some people don't know uh, and maybe then but then he it got really fun. Rock. Ooh. Oh, I should have asked him. Do you like acid rock? Do you know about that genre? I'd be like, oh my God, Taylor sings about it in one of her songs. Um, but yeah, I was like, it's actually really cool because in each era, it's like peak nostalgia because if you went to any of those shows from back in the day or saw any of them, like she does things like costume-wise, movements, you know, bringing back that era. I was like, it's actually pretty sick. And like, it was kind of cute because he was like, he got it. He was like, wow, that's really cool. I couldn't even imagine like watching her perform like some of her older songs. And I was like, you get it, kind of. But that's cool. Anyway, just the question. What what do you think of the Eras tour? I'm like, oh, that is a loaded question if I ever heard one. Uh, love it. Well, the the last Clownelia Street item that we will leave the listeners with is you have made it this far into the episode is that <laughs> Taylor nation tweeted a playlist called snow globe and said, listen here and keep your eyes peeled while you're there. And then when you go to the Spotify playlist, the description says we could leave the Christmas lights up till dot, dot, dot February question mark. What? Oh, it could either mean nothing or everything. Cause it's well, like, it's a double-edged meaning, though, because you're like, she resumes tour in February. So right. is it like, it's kind of like a, hey, while Taylor's away, listen to this to satiate yourself until February. Or, reps coming in February, baby. I mean, it is. We all know that. So it's not even like a fun surprise. It's like, we had talked about this forever ago. We're like, February. Yeah, duh. Makes sense. And I don't know oh, the depth of the Oh, and the last of the, one on the playlist is New Year's Day. 
What if she announces it on New Year's Day? Then uh, I'm driving to your house real fast. She announces it from her bedroom. She's just like, I don't care. It's coming out like next week, whatever. My biggest fear is that she does surprise drop it and then therefore we're not together. Yeah. Well, lucky for you, I'm very um, flexible. Anyway, go listen to the Snow Globe playlist by Taylor Nation. Let us know what your new rep clown date is. As we uh, have removed the clown makeup, we'll start to slowly add it back on, you know? I actually was thinking about getting a wig so I could start bringing it to these conversations. And Just fully embrace. Yeah, that's a good idea. I don't think we I clown like as hard as we thought we did um, compared to everybody else. It just, you know, it's hard to get your hopes up for something you're so excited for and then get crushed repeatedly. So it's easier to err on the side of skepticism. Dang, this is a good playlist and it's very in your feels. It's like kind of sad and romantic all at the same time. Mm. What was I made for? Oh, that song by Billy is too much. Anyway. Well, we will be back with another episode of Hits Different before the end of the year. And until then, thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter slash X at It Hits Diff Pod. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Dude, there's a song Moonlight in Vermont on here.